Welcome and thank you for joining us at Christian International Ministries. Our vision is to help you hear God's voice to change your world. For more information about this and other resources, please visit www.christianinternational.com. Thank you, thank you. Excellent. Bless you guys. You can be seated. Well, this is a tremendous time. And uh, yeah, Julie, is, she's amazing, but she still only gets half my jokes. So uh, Tom, on the other hand, he gets them all. Yeah. So there's a higher level of, uh, of laughability. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to play a clip. And uh, I thought this would be a good um, setting for us as Momentum, this, this conference called Momentum. And uh, it was just someone, you know, on Facebook, I just saw this thing and it's like, yeah, this pretty well depicts um, how we started in uh, ministry, uh, just as two lone crazy people. And then we had another lone crazy person, Barbara, join us. And you always got to have that first one to join you, otherwise it's, you're just on your own. So, so you know, people think you're crazy, but when someone else joins you, it's like, well, maybe they're not so crazy, because how could there be three? <laughs> but you realize there's a lot more crazy people out there, amen, that are actually doing what God's called them to do, and not worrying about what people tell them. And uh, so if we could play this clip, oh, there we go, here we go. But you still follow me, <laughs> even if I haven't got a voice. I'm not taking my shirt off, though. Too, way too cold. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I had, to, I had to play that at the beginning of this, this momentum because that's what we seem to be sometimes. You, you feel like you're the lone nut. You're the, you're the one out there. You know that you heard from God and, and not everyone wants to join in. But then all of a sudden someone else hears from God and just uh, wants to come along and join you. And it's like, you're so glad that someone else is actually can pick up the vision and see something uh, or direction that you're going in. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the joining together and that momentum starts to build. And that's what we've seen even over the years with uh, the Dominion conferences that we've been having. We've been seeing the increase coming, more and more people, more and more being impacted as they go back to their, to their cities, to their nations, and to their, uh, to their towns and communities. We're seeing the momentum being built. And uh, don't get this wrong, we're not the only ones out here doing this, but, but with everybody together, this is what we're believing, that the unity that God is bringing towards, it doesn't mean we have to believe on every single thing, but there is a common cause that we have Jesus Christ as our Lord, and He is our Lord and Savior, and He is the one that we are going to lift high, and we are going to forcefully advance the kingdoms of this world until they become the kingdoms of His. And so there is that common cause, that common vision that we can get together and we can build that momentum. Amen. And, and we're going to do, uh, uh, at the end of this session, we're going to do a prophetic statement as we come together in unity. And uh, I believe that as we're going to build that momentum in uh, this nation, in your life, in, in your community, in your city, wherever you're from, you're going to build that. 
And so let's pray. Father, I thank you today, Lord, for this uh, very outset, this very first uh, session of, of Dominion Conference Momentum 2015. And Father, I thank you today that we give you all the honor and all the glory from the very beginning, Father. It is you who does everything. It is you in us. It's not anything to do with us. So Lord, we give you praise tonight. And we thank you for your uh, uh, vision. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your purpose here in Australia. And Lord, we bless you today. And we say, Lord, have your way in this nation. Have your way in our lives. We break every mindset that's contrary to yours right now. And Father, we open up our hearts and we say, Lord, speak to me tonight. Lord, I want to receive what you have for me. I want to build that momentum in my life to see things break through into what I need to be broken through into. So we give you praise and honor and glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just as we were worshiping tonight, the Lord uh, just brought back to my remembrance uh, about this day um, 100 years ago. Uh, we as Australia celebrate one of the uh, biggest victories, I suppose, in uh, army history of, of Australia um, in, um, when we were in World War I in Gallipoli. And it was called the Battle of Lone Pine. Okay, so those ones in Brisbane, it wasn't the battle for the koala sanctuary. Uh, okay. <laughs> this was the Battle of Lone Pine in, in Turkey. And... Uh, on this day, it was an incredible day. It was a day when the Australian forces pushed through the Turkish-held fort, forts and, 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 uh, and, and fortified uh, places, and there was an incredible victory happened that day, this day, 100 years ago. And I believe that there is no coincidences in God, that this day there is going to be spiritual victories Come on. There was, given, there was given seven Victoria Crosses on that one day. This day, 100 years ago. The Victoria Cross, you know, for, for these guys, it's, it's like the, um, the Medal of Honor, Congressional Medal of Honor. It's the highest uh, award that you can give. Very rarely given. But on this day, 100 years ago, seven were given. Seven. And I believe today that God is restirring this warfare anointing, this warrior anointing, where the Australians fought as one, where they forcefully advanced and they broke through the enemy lines and they caused, you know, for us to now to pause upon this a hundred years later to see that incredible victory in that place. I believe that God is stirring something in us, that Anzac spirit that, that is in each one of us Aussies, that we will fight until the death, that we will never back down, that we will never give up, that we will never bow to the enemy's plans. And very much the, the coat of arms of Australia, the kangaroo and the emu cannot literally take that backward step. We cannot take a backward step here in Australia. And I want to say to you tonight, that God is reigniting and rebirthing something inside of us 
that maybe you've laid the weapons down. Maybe you have thought, well, is this as good as it gets? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to tell you tonight, it's time to pick back those weapons up. It's time to get back into the battle. It's time to get back into the, the army, as it were, the army of the Lord that we are forcefully advancing together. Can we stand right now? I believe that God wants to release this, this warrior anointing back upon us as, as the Anzac spirit of old. On this day 100 years ago, the amazing victory that we now look back on and say, what an amazing time. What an incredible fighting machine. What an amazing uh, uh, Anzac spirit that was in that bunch, that seven Victoria crosses would be awarded on this one day. So, Father, reach out to the Lord tonight. Father, I thank you. Lord, as we reach out to you, Father, we are saying, I want to be reignited once again. Lord, I want to have that spirit of the Anzac upon me. I want to have that anointing for warfare, that warrior anointing upon me today. Lord, we are not fighting flesh and blood, but we are fighting principalities and powers, and we will see them uprooted, and we will see them thrown down, and we will build and we will plan for you, Father. So, today. We thank you that you are dealing with every spirit of passivity right now. We are not a peacekeeping force. We are a force, a mighty army of God, forcefully advancing the kingdom of God. So Lord, today, we thank you that Lord, this day, 100 years ago, Father, that there were so many Victoria Crosses, medals of honor that were given. I thank you today that Lord, that we can say, Lord, I want to do this for you. I want to lay down my life. Come on. As Jesus laid down his life. Listen, you, your life is not your own anymore. It never was. When Jesus laid down his life, he took that away from you. And so, God, we thank you today that we are not our own, but we are born for a purpose. And, Lord, I pray today that every one of us will find the purpose that we are and we will give everything into that purpose that we will lay down every fleshly desire and we'll pick up those warrior anointings and we'll pick up the weapons that you have, those spiritual weapons of warfare. And Lord, that we will be that mighty army in Australia today, forcefully advancing every single thing. We'll bow to the Jesus in me. In Jesus' name, give him some praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Give us, give a high five to somebody as you sit down, you warriors. Hallelujah. I love how God just does things. Yeah, you, you know, it's like, well, this is pretty good. But then all of a sudden, this comes about and you start to see that God is doing something and he just ties everything together. All these loose threads. I love how he aligns things. And he brings us into alignment so we can move together. So tonight I want to speak a little bit about momentum. And you know, science tells us that momentum is mass times velocity. We want to get scientific here. That's why I had to look things up. I'm not very scientific. Mass is a body of coherent matter usually of indefinite shape. Just look at your neighbor. <laughs> and often of considerable size. No, don't look at your neighbor. 
where velocity is the rate of speed which something happens. It's the rapidity of action or reaction, the rapidity of motion or operation. It's the swiftness or speed. So combining that, we can see that momentum is strength or force gained by motion. And so we see here that the greater the mass moving in a forward direction, the greater the momentum. The greater the mass, the greater the momentum. But you got to be moving. <laughs> Come on. you got to be moving, moving forward, moving forward in this direction. I believe this conference is going to bring a huge momentum shift that will completely annihilate the demonic strongholds that have been over Australia for so long. Come on. I believe that we are un, an unstoppable force. Can you believe that? You're an unstoppable force. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are an unstoppable force. And as we move forward together in unity, building momentum, we are establishing His kingdom. And I believe even individually, we're going to gain momentum from this conference. And we're going to smash every obstacle that stands between you and your breakthrough. Amen? We need some momentum. Come on. We've sort of been buttoned up against heads and against, against walls. You need to build some momentum so you can smash those things down. See, you're, not, see, you're going from victory to victory. Victory to victory. We're going from, from, from glory to glory. What is that? What's he talking about here? It's building momentum. You're gaining momentum. We're going, we're going up. We're going higher. We're going deeper. But we're going on with God. It's momentum we're building. It's the motion that we are going to see the strongholds that have been in front of us for far too long start to be smashed before our very eyes. Now, momentum entails movement. It entails acceleration, push, drive, energy, force. Impulse, power, propulsion, strength, and thrust. When you look at each one of those words, and those words are an action word. They're a doing word. We're, we're forcefully moving forward in what God has for us. So how do we build momentum? How do we build it? Let's, let's give you some ideas or give you some clues on how to build momentum in our life. Firstly, I believe, is reading the Word of God. As we read the Word, as we wash over our mind with the Word of God, it builds momentum in our life. The more we get into the Word, the more we understand what is truth and what is false. Come on. What is the counterfeit? Because a counterfeit can be really close to the real because that's what a counterfeit is. You never see a counterfeit $3 note because you know straight away, that's not even real. What? Come on, what is a counterfeit? A counterfeit is something that's close. See, the new age is a counterfeit to what God is doing with the prophetic movement. It's very close. They're saying similar things. They're saying close to the same things. But you understand, when you study it, when you look at it, you can see straight away. It's like, that's counterfeit. The bank tellers don't study counterfeit notes. They study the real notes. So when a counterfeit comes, bang, straight away, they know that ah, that's a counterfeit. Study the real Go into the Word. Find out what the Word says. Because listen, there's, so, there's a lot of experts in the world today. 
that will tell you this, that, and whatever. But let's go back to the words, what does the Word of God say? Because there's some weird stuff being spoken about. Get back to the Word. What does the Word of God say about this? So reading the Word will build momentum in our life. Secondly, intimacy with God. Intimacy with God, daily sitting in His presence, having that quiet time before the crazy time. (laughs) We need to have that intimacy with, with Him, that time we sit with Him, that quiet time, the time that we come into His presence and we're drawing upon what He has. We're soaking in His presence We want more of Him and less of us. How do we do that? By spending time with Him. How do we know His voice? By spending time with Him. Come on. Thirdly, developing a listening ear. You'll be amazed at what He's revealing to you. Wisdom, understanding, revelation, strategies. Come on, remember, He is the revealer of secrets. Daniel said that to to the king at that time. He had these crazy dreams and and Daniel said there is a God in heaven who is a revealer of secrets. He knows these things. Listen, if you're trying to find out what's going on, then ask God. He's a revealer of the secrets, the secret things. But you know where he reveals the secrets? In the secret place. (laughs) Come on, in that place of intimacy. I mean, he can yell over anything. I mean, he's God. He can do what he wants. But he wants us to have that small, that, that listening ear like Elijah had in that cave. Come on, God could have been speaking through the earthquake, the winds, the what, you know, whatever was going on there. But he said, no, 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 I want you to listen for me. That small, still voice. That's when he knew, yes, Lord, you're speaking. Fourthly, be focused on your vision. Being focused on your vision helps build momentum. Do you know what your vision is? Do you know what you're, you're actually going towards? <laughs> Come on. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Without a vision, we start to wander. We've got no idea where we're going. How do we know we're going in the right direction? If you've got no vision, what is your vision? You've got to have a purpose. You've got to have a destiny. Find out what it is. Get behind it. Start stepping out in that direction. Start moving. Start gaining some momentum. Vision, you need to have, be focused. See, when we lose our vision, we lose momentum. We do. When we lose our vision, when we're, not, we're, not, we're not too sure which way we're going, well, we don't want to get too much momentum up because all of a sudden we might find out that we're not going the right direction. So we're holding back. We're sort of stop, start, stop. See, when we take our eyes off the Lord and we put it on the circumstances, that's when we start to doubt God. You look exactly what Peter did. Peter was, he was out there. Jesus walking on the water. He was just, he was just having a normal day. Out there doing miracles. Breaking all sorts of whatever. (laughs) Science things. (laughs) Walking on water. You're not supposed to do that. But here he goes. He's walking on the water and all of a sudden Peter looks out like, Jesus? Jesus? Jesus, <laughs> is that you? It's like you're walking on the water, Jesus. Uh, can I do that? <laughs> I love Peter. Can I do that? And Jesus says, 
come. He only needed one word. He didn't need to be coaxed. Oh, okay, Peter. Well, listen, you better be careful. Listen, this is water. You know, this is not, I'm not standing on a sandbar. <laughs> come on. Well, I remember the time we ran up to Harvey, Harvey Bay and uh, we went up there to do a, a prophetic conference and uh, the local um, uh, film crew were there and they met us up there. And they were, because you know, this is a big thing for them, they never had you know, prophets in the area before and, and so the film crew were there and they were filming us and I think Ben was there. We took Ben up there with us and um, we, were, we were walking along. They said, we just want to get some film of you just walking along as a family. So we're walking along the family. And, and so they interviewed us and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it was probably about an hour, the whole thing. And, uh, and they said, you know, it'll be on, on the 6 o'clock news. And so it was like the third story on the local 6 o'clock news. And they, they built it up after the first two um, headline things, and then we're going to go to a to a, a, an ad. But but uh, after the ad, we're coming back. We have got live prophets in the area, and it's like they're building up. Here's the here's the world building up, you know, us. And and uh, the churches up there, we're trying to close us down. They're telling people, do not go, do not go to those people, do not go to that prophetic conference. We don't want no 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 no. And so God God in His amazing wisdom, He just says, listen. Man is trying to close the doors. I'll just beam you into thousands of people's living rooms. <laughs> God has the last laugh. See, God can do the impossible. So here we go. We're, we're waiting, and, and we're the next uh, uh, story after the ad. And here we are. It, they've got this, fo- this footage of us. It looks like we're walking on water. And they, 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 said, they said, not really. It was low tide. You know, but, but it looked like we were walking on water. It's so cool. Here's the world. Come on. And so here's, here's Peter. He asked Jesus, can I come? And Jesus says, just come. And so he starts walking on the water. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that would be like? I want to do that. <laughs> There's some really nice water around the world. I'd just love this. Get off and just go for a walk. <laughs> but you know what? There's, this, we gotta, when we look at Peter, Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he put it on the situation, the circumstances around about, the wind and the waves. All of a sudden, it was, it was like, hang on, I've taken my eyes off Jesus. Listen, this is why we have to focus. We've got to keep our focus, keep our eyes upon him because there's going to be some scary things going on to the left and to the right of us. But if he has said, this is what I want you to do, then you're going to do it. You've got to stay focused and you've got to put everything else aside. All the, the, the naysayers and all those ones who say you can't do it. Come on, I bet you what, that's what the other disciples were saying. Peter, don't be stupid. You're a fisherman. You should know better. There's fish out there, big fish. Sharks even. Well, no about sharks there, but you know. <laughs> But he did it anyway. Come on. We need to do it anyway. We need to do it anyway. Why? Because Jesus said so. See, your feet will always follow your eyes. It's interesting. What are we looking at? I'll just leave that one with you. (laughs) Ponder. (laughs) Number five, motivation plays a big part in momentum. 
What are you motivated towards you start building momentum for? What are you motivated for? What are you motivated to do? Are you, are you motivated? <laughs> Come on, we got to be motivated. Stir yourself up. So what David had to do. He had to stir himself up. Sometimes we get to that point where it's like we don't want to do anything. Stir yourself up. One, one key uh, thing to do is pray in tongues. It's, it'll stir you up. All of a sudden, it's like you didn't want to do it. You start praying in tongues. All of a sudden, whoo-shakara. come on, where is that devil? Where is that Goliath? I'm taking him down right now. Stir yourself up. See, David's motivation played a big part in him taking Goliath down. And it wasn't the fact that King Saul was going to give his daughter to the person, because he was only a little kid. He really didn't care. Um, or even the tax exemption for the one who took Goliath down. It says in 1 Samuel 16 verse 13, it says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. I like that. He wasn't even worthy to be there in the beginning, remember? Samuel goes there and he's about to anoint the, the most good looking, the most handsome, the most tallest guy, about to anoint him. It's like he's got to be the king. And then God says, nah, uh Oh, okay, goes the second, third, goes right through all the brothers. None of them, none of them. But God, you said, this is who I should anoint. He says, have you got any more sons? Oh, yeah, we got you know, David down the back there. He's just looking after the, looking after the sheep. Uh, we didn't even bother bringing him in because we knew that he wouldn't be the one. And so Samuel says, well, I can't anoint any of these. I'm sorry, that's, they're not the ones. Let's see, what, let's see what God says about David. Bring him in. So they bring him in. And this is what he does. He anoints David in front of all his brothers. It's like, take that. Huh. <laughs> well, maybe he didn't. Maybe that's just my interpretation. But it says, and from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. From that day on, from that very time that the Samuel the prophet anointed David, says from that very second, he was anointed. From that very second. So I believe when he goes to the front line, He's only there as a delivery boy taking some cheese down to his brothers. But all of a sudden, he hears something. He hears Goliath ranting and raving. He hears Goliath putting down the army of the living God. He hears Goliath all this spewing the stuff out about God and about Israel. And something inside of him stirs up. Come on. From that day on, it says that he was anointed. The anointing started to stir up and come into such a righteous anger. And he said, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine? Come on. I believe that all the other army were there. And they, I don't believe they ever directly spoke to Goliath. I, I reckon they would have been in their tent. And they would have been saying, this is what I'm going to say to that Goliath. Shh, no, he might hear you. But David didn't care who heard. He's prophesying to this Goliath. And I believe 
something stirred up, this righteous indignation. He picks up five smooth stones to go in his slingshot. And with his slingshot, he gains momentum with every swing. Gains momentum with every swing. I believe he really only needed one rock because even if it would go on off course, God would have just, he would have just helped that thing like a little boomerang. (laughs) We just get a little bit of a curve on this thing. He only needed one. But like some of us, we like to take a little bit extra. (laughs) We like just to have just in case, just in case. Come on, he was still flesh and blood. He was anointed. You're anointed. We're still flesh and blood, but we still like sometimes just to have a little extra there, just to have another message, just in case God says, no, that's not the one, because that seems to happen a lot lately. So here we see building momentum with this slingshot. And then I had a look at these, these things, these slingshots, and you know there were elite troops in the Bible that could use, it says, their left and their right hand for slinging stones. Left and right. Incredible. And it says that they could shoot arrows as well as slinging these stones. So they were so good, it says that they could hit a human hair as a target. They'd probably have trouble hitting mine. They'd have to be very, very good. (laughs) But it says in the Bible that the archers, they they had armies of archers. These archers could shoot an arrow 200 meters. That's pretty good, 200 meters. But it says this elite group of slingers, have we got the slingers here? They're normally, <laughs> normally we have, the, they're, they're coming from King Arroy. They'll be here tomorrow probably, yeah. So these are, these are, these are the elite slingers, these guys. Anyway, <laughs> but it says in the Bible that this elite group of slingers or army of slingers, it says that they could sling this rock 400 meters. Come on. Now, I had a look at, Googled it, and found out that some of the size of these rocks that they hurled were like a billiard ball, the size of a billiard ball, almost the size of a tennis ball. I mean, you pick up something like that, and it's a rock. It's pretty heavy. But these guys, come on, they could hit a human hair with this. They were well-trained. They knew how to use their weapons. God is doing the same today. He's saying, I'm giving you spiritual weapons, and I want you to hit something. He says that we can, with the spiritual, come on, spiritual realm, we can carve from the soul from the flesh. We can carve spiritual from natural. We can do these things. Why? Because God says, I want to teach you. I want to train you. I want to activate you to know the, the, the giftings and the callings and the spiritual weapons that I've given into your hand. 